Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Uh, coming to us out of Costa Rica is uh, tennis aficionado and uh, bookmaker extraordinaire, Angus Hamilton. G'day, mate. How are you? Very well, Ricardo. Thank you. Yeah, good to talk to you too, mate. You, uh, sounds like you're in a hallway at the moment, but hopefully we can get that sorted, mate. Uh, we have the draw for the French Open, which starts on Sunday, done. And, uh, you know, no surprises that Novak Djokovic is the favourite, having seen what he did in Rome. Um, and he's got a reasonably straightforward draw looking at it. I mean, uh, probably um, the biggest challenge for him is going to come uh, somewhere around the the court, uh, the uh, round of sixteen with maybe uh, Gregor Dimitrov, um, probably his biggest threat. Do you think? Yes, I mean Gregor Dimitrov's been in good form actually. Um, hopefully, the sound will improve in the next minute or so. But yeah, he has been in good form. He played well in the Masters events. Um, I don't think he's obviously he's not the player he was six seven years ago, but. Um, uh, that's a that's a tricky match, but really, the the problem for Djokovic really is he's in the same quarter as Nadal and the same half as Alcaraz. Yeah, and I think that that that's the problem. The bottom half of the draw has ended up being very weak. Uh, the betting before uh, the draw was basically nine or ten dollars bid to pass twenty plus on uh, Zverev and. Um, and then the rest were getting up to 50 plus, and it suddenly opens the draw up for people like Sinner, the Italian, Rublev, uh, the second Russian, even Medvedev, who's not a clay quarter, has been presented with a really good draw. Um, so it's uh, it's a very interesting draw. It's sort of what most purists, in a way, well, not purists, but uh, for the bookies, it's not bad at all. Because only one of the big three can get to the final. Yeah, well, I mean, let's talk a little bit about Carlos Alcaraz because he's not maybe the household name of uh, Djokovic and Nadal. He's been talked about as being the new Nadal. Do you think he's there yet? Or, I mean, if these two meet head-to-head in this tournament, uh, who's going to win, do you think? Is it the old Nadal or the new Nadal? Well, I think the problem Nadal's got, I mean, he he did show it in Italy, uh, and, and I suppose, in a way, it, it has caught up with him over the years, Nadal, this whole injury, the spectre of injuries. Mm. Uh, and, and Shapovalov is not a clay quarter, and he was in control. I mean, he won the first set very easily, and then obviously he had problems with his feet in the third set. So I think with his draw, Nadal, he's got a, a lot to do. Um, I think Alcaraz would fancy his chances against Nadal. Djokovic is the danger. Uh, I think the problem with Alcaraz... He did play very well at the U.S. Open last year, bit fit to pass, got to the quarterfinals. But it always takes a while for these young players, unless you're an absolute freak, which you might be, to, to hit it off and to really play your best in the five sets of a grand slam. Um, I tell you what was a, a stroke of luck for Alcaraz is the fact he picked up fairly minor injuries in Rome 
despite winning the tour, uh, despite winning, not in Rome, I'd say Madrid, despite winning the tournament, he, he decided not to play Rome. And I think that's done him the power of good. I really would have thought it would be really tough for a guy of his age to play the two, the, the two Masters 100 events, uh, Masters 1,000 events in America and in, 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 uh, in Europe, and then go on to win the French Open. So he should be in tip-top form, and at least he doesn't have to play Nadal or Djokovic before the semis. Yeah, which uh, that, that's a massive bonus for him. Uh, that that side of the draw though, does, as you say, uh, look pretty tough. What about um, a smoky on that side of the draw? I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it and thinking, you know, clay is uh, a surface unto its own. So, you know, a guy like Fabio Fognini, maybe someone like that, do you think could, could make a run here? No, I, th- I think he's had his day. Uh, I mean, I think he won the, the Monte Carlo Masters three years ago. Uh, actually beat Nadal, I think, in the final. Uh, and, and on his day was a gr- very, very good play quarter. But I think age has caught up with him. I, I do feel that applies to, well, Stan Ruinka, obviously, but he's had a lot of injury problems. Uh, but even Diego Schwartzman is a good play quarter. I just don't think these guys are going to be able to cut it now at their age against some of the, some of the top players. And, I, I, you know, I did actually think a month ago it was probably more wide open than it appears now. Ditsipas has been incredibly consistent and obviously lost in the final last year. And he's got a great opportunity to make the final. But is he value? Probably not. Uh, you know, Fanini, uh, not for, yeah, uh, 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 sorry, Rublev beat uh, uh, Djokovic in Serbia in the final. He actually won the third set in the best of three, six love. Uh, but he's been disappointing since. But he's got a great draw. He's in Medvedev's quarter. And and maybe he's a dark horse to make the final. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's there's a few uh, that get thrown up around French Open time, aren't there? Names that you sometimes haven't, uh, you don't hear of during the season that that stick their heads up over the parapet. Uh, I mean, looking at the bottom half of the draw, uh, Daniel Medvedev. I mean, it's not his preferred surface, but with the way things are uh, looking around Wimbledon, do you think that'll drive him to to really try and get a payday here, given he might not be able to play uh, the All England? Well, I, th- I just think it's more of a case he, he hasn't had many warm-up matches. He, he's come back this week. He's lost to Gasquet. Gasquet's clearly at the end of his career. Mm. But the one thing he's got going for him, if you look at his draw, he's got a ridiculously easy draw earlier on. I mean, Kekmanovic isn't a bad player. And if he's not at his best, he could lose to him. And that's a guy he'd play in the last 32. And the same with Karina Busta. But they're not world beaters. Um, I'd say so if he could pick up a bit of form, he, he, he has got a draw to do some damage. But you'd have to say that his obviously his best service is hard courts, whether it's in Australia or the U.S. Open, where he, uh, you know, he won the title, um, and then followed by I think he played very well on on grass last year until he lost to Hubert Hurkacz. Uh, but Clay's his weakest surface. I don't think anyone's really expecting to win the title. Having said that, he can make a run here. Uh, you know, when you get a draw like this, when, when you go into today and basically they're betting 270 Djokovic, $3 Alcaraz and 450 Nadal and only one of those can make the final, you know that something's really going to open up somebody. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, the bottom half of the draw has really opened up. I mean, look, it was a 50-50 chance that uh, Djokovic would get, you know, one of those two players in his half of the draw and he's having to get both of them. 
uh, in terms of Nadal and Alcaraz. Yeah, well, what about Stefano Tsitsipas then? I mean, he feels like the guy on tour at the moment that's probably uh, outside of the big names in the top half of the draw. He is in the bottom half of the draw, but he feels like the guy that's most Swiss army knife, if you like, and able to uh, to pull it out on uh, on any surface. Yeah, look, he, it, it was surprising last year. I, I think he didn't play it right in terms of the way he prepared himself for Wimbledon, but he just looks all over a Wimbledon player. Uh, and actually, it's almost surprising that he got to the French Open final last year. But his form on clay has been excellent. Uh, I, I mean, he's, he's, he's lost a, a close match to Alcaraz, uh, and uh, I think he lost to Alcaraz in Miami as well on the hard court. But he's... He, he has been in, in tip-top form. Obviously, he lost the final last weekend to Djokovic, who he lost the French Open two and five sets last year. He's got a great chance. The question is, is he value at the odds? Probably not. Um, but but if, he, if, he, you know, if he was asleep earlier today and suddenly woke up and saw this draw, he'd be so pleased with it because it really does give him a great opportunity uh, to make the final. Um, but I, I'm not sure I can back him when you're talking about $5 Six dollars. I mean, you know, he was almost double those odds before the draw, and that was understandable because people thought there was a fair chance to end up in the same section as Djokovic and Nadal. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But what about the the women's side of the draw? Over the last few years, we've been so used to seeing, uh, you know, the women's uh, draw at the Grand Slams so hard to pick. There's, you know, so many options. You could make a case for ten or twelve players uh, to to win it. But I'm looking at the odds for the Women's French Open at the moment, and it's Igor Sviatek at $1.73, and then the next off the rank is Simona Halep at $8.50. I mean, is this uh, Sviatek's to lose? Well, yes. I mean, oddly enough, they could meet each other in the last 16, but Simona Halep's form on clay hasn't been that great. And to be fair, it wasn't fantastic in Australia either. And, and, and I think that, uh, um, you know, Simona probably needed a few more victories under her belt to, to challenge Suatek. I mean, Suatek does look imperious. I mean, she's won five tournaments in a row. She very sensibly took Madrid off, even though I think she could have played there and had a minor injury. And I think this is the thing for some of these players. Don't overdo it in the lead-up to the French Open. And her and Alcaraz have got this spot on. Uh, and possibly, like Kazitsipas, could have played too much. I mean, who knows? Uh, Djokovic needed to play to find his form. But uh, you've got to say Swiatek is a worthy odds-on favourite. I think Oms Jabur, other half of the draw, uh, won Madrid, runner-up to her in Italy. And it was a closer match than the score implied. It was 6-2-6-2, but really it should have been more like a 6-2-6-4 or something like that. Uh, Swiatek does seem a, a, a slightly better, well, not slightly better, a lot better than the rest at the moment. I mean, she's been stuffing the Sabalenka, who we know is a very good player. And, and I think, you know, really no one's challenged her. Andrescu, who won the US Open, what was it, probably three, four years ago now, is certainly coming into form. Um, uh, but I just don't think they can play the level of tennis that Swiatek can. You know, she came onto the scene, it was a big surprise. No one expects a Polish woman, really. It's just not something they've seen before. But she came on and swept everyone aside to win the French Open. And then last year, was, lost, I think it was a quarterfinal, very close one against Sakari. They're on a day can beat anyone. She's a big serving girl, Sakari, Greek girl. Uh, but this year, it does look like she's a step ahead. But you can't take that sort of price. And I think on Chabert, 
is probably the, 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 the woman in the second best form. So I'd certainly look her and Andrescu as possible an outsider. Uh, what about, uh, given that the Spanish tend to have clay in their veins when it comes to uh, tennis, what about Garbine Muguruza? I mean, she's in the bottom half of the draw, currently ranked 10th. Is this uh, is she somebody that you could look at and think well, she, she's a chance given the way the draw has fallen for her? Well, I, I think the thing about Garbine Muguruza, I mean, she... she has basically played pretty miserably. I mean, she is playing this week, and I think the reason for all that is she, she's struggling to find any form. I think she was complaining Madrid's never really sort, suited her. Um, and I, 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 think, I think you'd have to say on form right now, you know, it's like there are several players in her boat as well who aren't playing that well. Um, I mean, she's got Canepi in, for, in the first round who's on her days that, uh, you know, beaten school players has never been consistent. She's got Galf in round three, but... She needs to find some form and need it very quickly. But you're right, she hasn't got a bad draw. We've got a hell of a first-round match between Anis Samova, who, you know, a few years ago got to the semi-finals and, and had Barty in trouble the year Barty won, having thra- absolutely thrashed Halep. And she's playing Naomi Osaka. And, you know, Osaka just doesn't look like she likes Claire at all. Uh, she's a bit like Medvedev in that respect. But uh, that, that is a really good first-round match to look forward to. Uh, and Isimova had personal issues after doing well in Paris. And I think that set her back on her career. But she's had some good form this year. So maybe maybe she can put in a run if she beats Osaka. Yeah. All right, Angus. Hey, listen, thanks very much for coming uh, on the show and giving us your thoughts on the French Open. We look forward to it, mate. And we'll catch up with you again soon, eh? Always a pleasure, Ricardo. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.